It is time to tune up the band and sing it with me, y'all. Whoa, whoa, WrestleMania. Yeah, right. It's another episode of the Sweet Tune Rag <laughs> Podcast. My name is Sam. Joined as ever alongside Dan and Reardon as we journey through the wacky world of professional wrestling. This week, we are joined by Corey and Tom from the Stranger Rings podcast. Hello, everybody. Hey. Hey. I'm sorry. Your intro this week gave me such fear. (laughs) Such fear of what's going to happen here. That's understandable for this topic. (laughs) It really, really is. How are we all doing? I'm I'm afraid. I'm told you I am afraid as hell right now. I am full of vinegar and salt and everything bad. <laughs> well, just trust me. It only gets worse from here. It, oh, it really gets worse from here. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> so as ever, we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Pending all other matter of platforms uh, in the world, as we always like to say, forever pending. Just remember, kids, always, and I do mean always be pending. (laughs) (laughs) So, before we head on and get straight into what we usually like to do in these things, I just want to bring it over to Corey and Tom, say thank you ever so much for joining us this week, chaps, and, uh, well, tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you like to do on your podcast. Plug away. (laughs) <laughs> go ahead tom all right so we are with the stranger rings podcast where we like to talk about as it's in the name uh the stranger things in professional wrestling and um so recently we've done more things that we've enjoyed but we've done things such as the joker sting the broken hardies and wrestling society x so really just some random stuff that we've done we also do uh, some hidden gems, which is our favorite matches, and we also do the worst of wrestling, um, which is just some of the worst matches in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah, it's a uh, it's quite a time. I mean, we've covered. I mean, we started with the Concrete Crypt and uh, Undertaker and the Dudleys, and moved into when Kurt Angle targeted Charmel. So it was a very hot start. <laughs> <laughs> and so with that. It is time to mosey on Dan and visit Dan for this week's wrestling news. Dun 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 dun. dun. Wrestling news. Boom boom. Yeah, so we'll skip most of the main roster for now. We'll just go to NXT and then go over to Fastlane. Uh, NXT UK uh, got a no DQ match between Sam Gradwell and Ilya Dragunov booked for next week. Very excited about that because it's just yeah. Ilya Dragunov being violent. It's oh, what he does best. Oh no! Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I'm ready for a seven match series between him and Walter. Absolutely, it's going to happen. <laughs> See, look, the US demand it, the UK demands it. Come on, Hunter, pull your finger out. <laughs> what can I say? I mean, actually, no. Thinking about it, I feel like Volta needs to complete Imperium before he comes back to the UK. But we'll get to that, won't we, Dan? Yeah, we will. <laughs> um, otherwise, though, going over to NXT Main, uh, we have a slowly blossoming feud between Legado del Fantasma and Breezango. Um, happy to see these guys be doing stuff. Um, certainly interesting to see the direction that they're taking it. Um, mm. But obviously, they pivoted Breezango off from uh, a kind of minor feud with Everrise, which was quite fun. 
uh, <laughs> for the time that it lasted. Um, and they now have nothing to do with Imperium anymore. So, I mean, the Guardian of Phantasm is a pretty obvious place to go for. I thought they might have gone Maverick and Dane hmm. um, just to kind of have a little bit of a comedy feud, free some other people up. But... It- it is amazing how varied the tag team division is in NXT. Then you go to main roster and it's like, what's a tag team? <laughs> well, yeah, because it's basically been the, the thing me and my friends have been saying where it's like the the tag team division is just one other set, is one other tag team and then the New Day win. <laughs> wow, that's, that's brutal and true. <laughs> it's through no fault of anyone there. It's just the fact that any one time there's only one other tag team <laughs> competing for the titles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but going into the, well, at least what I see is the, the really big blossoming story is, uh, well, what looks to be like uh, Imperium trying to recruit Timothy Thatcher. Uh, and I'm all for it because I'm a massive WXW mark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it, uh, I mean, we all know how incredibly well Thatcher and Volta worked together in the past if you've watched the indies. Um, and if you watch that certain match from Progress where uh, where Timothy Thatcher tried to block a chop from Volta and Volta was having none of that, decided to chop his forehead instead. <laughs> God, yeah. no. God, no. <laughs> both are as bad as each other. Both are incredibly technically gifted wrestlers. And it just seems like... I feel like ever since Timothy Thatcher got signed, it's always been a case of, all right, when is he teaming with Volta? Yeah, pretty much. Mm. But no, to bring Champer into this as well, it's like, you know what? That's a good way to bring about this storyline. Because yeah, Champer's no, it... Champer, he's great. Oh, yeah, for no, sure. it's, it's great. Um, he, had a fan, he had a pretty good match with uh, Bartel as well. Mm. <sighs> Talk about another again, underrated again, worker. Just, just <laughs> Marcel to say, Bartel. Marcel Bartel, absolutely amazing wrestler. <laughs> yes. I like, um, I, I like that Champa's uh, finally getting some more time like i feel like he was just like floundering like hanging around there but didn't have a real story for a while mm. yeah he didn't really have much of a story because they were like we can't just keep booking him against johnny gargano right <laughs> <laughs> i feel like as well as that champa is turning into the uh into nxt's own version of the murder grandpa and i'm not meaning because he's got like the silver fuzz and the gray beard <laughs> he kind of is i get what you mean <laughs> He's he is their Minoru Suzuki now. <laughs> In a way, yes. <laughs> there was I just the um I, I forget which takeover it was. I was just watching the other day, but uh Thatcher and Champa, their match that they had where they just beat the absolute snot out of each other. Like uh, oh the uh, yeah. the fight pit. Oh yeah, yeah, the fight pit. Okay. Um yeah, I think that was Yeah, that was one it, of the more recent takeovers. Yeah. It just Absolutely so much fun. match, by the way. Just yeah. hey, these people are good at what they do. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh moving on though, we had a another short in ring segment followed by LA Knight picking up his uh his first win. You've if you've been listening to us over the last couple of weeks, you'll know that we just love Eli Drake. Uh, there's I, not much a whole lot else to really say about it. He's just good. <laughs> I I popped massively hard, but he did. He's like he's pre-entrance promo, and I heard the yeah. <laughs> I I popped crazy because again, massive fan of Eli Drake in uh, in TNA when he was doing the whole dummy shtick. 
at the facts of life segments. I need it. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> oh, and wow. hey, Tom, do you remember when uh, our friend uh, who's a wrestler, Chase Oliver, he said that Eli Drake had the same charisma as The Rock? Yes, he did say that. They, you wow. can tell that he has the... Um, he. He's a big fan of 1999 rock, you can tell. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the cadence and everything. But he he does put his own spin onto it, which I like. I mean, can you ever see a man pulling off a three-piece suit with the shirt and blazer arms <laughs> are off? Like a sleeveless suit. <laughs> uh, Batista did it one time. <laughs> but Batista oh, is... did. True, but, but, but Batista is... Batista. Yeah, he exists by his own rules. <laughs> He's a guardian of the galaxy. He can do what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just moving over though to uh, kind of the the main event. It, well, it was the main event of the night. Um, the kind of odd tag match that happened because uh, we had a tag title match between the, as far as I now know, they're called the Kings of NXT. Just only Lorcan and Danny Burch versus uh, Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, oh, this one. Oh man, this one started out great, and then unfortunately, just a, just an errant or accident. Um, I think it was Danny Birch took a suplex quite the wrong way and landed, put all of his weight on his shoulder as he uh, hit the mat. Um, and I believe that may have separated his shoulder, and so he kind yeah. of disappeared from the rest of the match. Oof. Ooh, bad. Yeah, don't really don't want that. You don't want that at all. No. Um, it's a shame but, that the bad stuff seems to keep happening to only Lorcan and Daddy Birch in some way. <laughs> it really does. So they have they they have seven yeah. bells of crap beaten out of them, but somehow they still manage to get back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but did, no, this uh, was. Oh, sorry, sorry, guys. No. Uh, I was As just going to say I loved the uh, the faction with uh, Pete Dunne and McAfee as well. Like I thought that that was a lot of fun, yeah. and now I, I, it's tough to see where they go from there because it, it seems like the without McAfee, like traditionally he's almost like their mouthpiece. So it's mm. I, I think it's kind of tough. Um, I, I wonder if they're going to try to find somebody yeah. else to talk for them, or if they're going to just start letting them do promos on their own. Well, I, I, I kind of wanna... know what the plan is. I think the plan is is to, at some point, get McAfee back in. Right. I would think so. Um, yeah. I mean, he is Rookie of the Year, according to <laughs> some people. But uh, how how do you guys feel? Just because in America, like, I don't know if Pat McAfee is that big of a star. I mean, he's a good, like, sports figure. But did you guys have any idea who this guy was when he showed up? <laughs> He so, was relatively yeah. unknown in this country. Yeah, in this country, yeah. he's relatively unknown because American football is still kind of getting slowly bigger. I only knew him because I was used to just find his clips online. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I only knew him from that. But I, I knew him as like, you know, like he, he, he'll just say whatever, whatever he wants for the sake of entertainment kind of thing. So seeing him come in, I was like, honestly, he's kind of a natural fit for wrestling. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he's perfect. <laughs> I feel like in the UK, he was more famous for his garish shorts that he wore <laughs> when he was in WWE. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, it's like, because um, we, we should say for some people, like, obviously, Danny Birch is pretty well known on the UK independent scene. Mm. 
but I don't think the things that made him that great in the UK have necessarily translated over as well to the US audience. <laughs> yeah. Because, that, like, yeah. There, there's, a, there's a lot of ways that you can get heat in the UK pretty easily. <laughs> pretty, we're a pretty heated bunch, as a general rule, <laughs> it's true. Uh, and I think just just by nature of it, some of the stuff that he would normally do doesn't necessarily translate over to Americans. But yeah, he's a uh, he's great. The War Games match, all three of the guys that were with, with uh, McAfee, I was super impressed by. Yeah, great little match that was for sure. But absolutely, uh, and a very good main event actually setting up uh, for this week's NXT setting up. Uh, well, further setting up the storyline of uh, of Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, baby. Yep. <laughs> um, the, the the rivalry that spans decades and across many many a promotion. Uh, I feel like for me, for me, it's like, is this going to top their rivalry in PWG or ROH? Because that's a lot. That's a lot to live up to, and hoping touch wood. Hunter will give them the freedom to go. You know what? Just do what you did in the indies. Go, go make magic. <laughs> yeah, like just go do what you did in ROH. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, nobody will get their teeth knocked out this time. Um, you know. Yeah, hopefully none. Hopefully none of that. Hopefully no, um, no Kyle O'Reilly taking neck bumps on the apron. <laughs> Oh goodness, yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right? Okay, if he, okay, no, no, unintentionally doing neck bumps on the apron. There we, there it is. There we go. Yeah, we need we need it to be like a, a Dragnov and uh, Walter, where they just agree that they're gonna come out of this with a couple years off their lives. It's <laughs> just that case of it's just two guys just beating the hell out of each other, and that's okay. <laughs> now the ultimate question I have for everyone here is do you think that uh that Adam Cole will try to deceive Kyle O'Reilly a second time by cosplaying a super dragon? <laughs> like that one time. Possibly. <laughs> possibly. It's possible. We'll see. Possible. I, I I think he is going to cosplay as Christian and do it. I don't know why. <laughs> but I just feel it somehow. That would be Absolutely amazing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of weird stuff, let's get on to fast lane. We got to talk about it. So, oh god, here we go. <laughs> uh, we'll, just, we'll just start off uh, from the top. Uh, Riddle retains, and it looks like we're getting the end of Retribution. Finally, <laughs> this has already gone on far, far, far too long. Um, the build for Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair to, at WrestleMania gets continually worse. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. I hate that you say that, it's, man. It's just been matches that have been won from, from bad finishes. <laughs> that's you literally pushed, all it is. Recently, it's been, you pushed me. No, you pushed me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then there's a roll-up, and then Reginald gets involved. <laughs> it's nice to know that, 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 that the stalwart of the women's, rev, uh, the women's division, I should say, is Reginald. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Bro, at this rate, Reginald could di- distract literally anyone in the world from anything. <laughs> You'd think true. they'd be used to him being there by this point. Is he? Like, real question. I've been watching like SmackDown since he since you know he appeared. Is he? But I'm still confused. Is he still affiliated with Carmella, or is that just now like no? Gone? That's I, gone. I, I, 
Okay. Now he's just a simp. <laughs> As I've been saying for like the last two to three weeks. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> oh god. There's literally no other way to describe what the hell he's doing. That is true. That or he's just being like a servant out of choice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is arguably theoretically worse. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. I'm just, uh, I'm just happy that this match, Nia Jax didn't have uh, an injury to her, her uh, <laughs> memed area. Yes. <laughs> oh, That's the orifice of which is memed. Yes. <laughs> what a way to put that, Sam. <laughs> My God. That's if a whole it, other kind of problem. I can't I feel, like, right, Dad. Can we have that quoted and put on our Instagram, please? Sure. <laughs> well, we well, it. it looks like. Uh, watch out for that shirt, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, ladies, and gentlemen, and, and non-binaries. Uh, <laughs> uh, Biggie retains. Uh, wins against Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz attacks him after after the match. Um, against pretty much the same as what happened on uh, what happened on SmackDown. All I'll say is that Biggie, man. It must, I mean, he, he puts some mustard in the moves he does. So it must be sometimes, especially when he does the spear uh, out into the outside and then does those big splashes to the apron, that must hurt like a bofa. Yeah, he's <laughs> a, definitely. Yeah, he is a big dude. So maybe he can take some of that. Maybe. Yeah, it was like recently they shared a video on, uh, they shared a video on YouTube of like, uh, setting some kind of WWE gym weights record or something, and I was like, "Yeah, that's why I wouldn't mess with him." Wow, <laughs> I'm good. Like, uh, wait, really? Against like John Cena? Yeah, it was some that's... kind. It was some kind of weights record. I don't know what it was. Uh, I think I didn't. I didn't. Wa- I didn't like see the entire thing. I just saw some like short clip on it that they put on social media, and it was just. It just looked like Biggie lifting some really heavy weights. Yeah, Cena was there. I, I think Cena was spotting him. Really? Which is weird. Like they broke the bench record, maybe. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, the dude's a fucking unit. <laughs> I'll reiterate <laughs> what I said. It must hurt. And I mean, I feel like Apollo's gasps or screams as he was taking those moves. I was like, you know what? Those probably are real. <laughs> those <laughs> definitely yeah. are real. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura kind of got allowed to work a Shinsuke Nakamura match, which was good. Surprised the hell out of me. <laughs> Surprised he got it from Seth Rollins of all people, but I'm, I'm, ha- I'm, I'm happy to see it. Seth Rollins, man, uh, with a tailor that I think has two left hands, basically, since his return. <laughs> Like he st- as I said to these guys when he first came back in that all leather suit, looking like a like a heavy metal Max headroom, and now suddenly just going into weird plaid and floral patterns. And nowadays, dude, he's coming out with the camo fit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, I love how we... uh, on his Twitter he came out and said, um, "I'm gonna be on SmackDown tonight with lots of drip." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Seth. <laughs> Steph, yeah. the, the only thing dripping is your hair when you wet it <laughs> he might end uh, up on our if we start covering modern wrestling our uh, fashion watch Mount Rushmore because it doesn't just have to be good fashion either um, but <laughs> that's fair actually that's fair I yeah, can't argue it's true <laughs> A uh, good match, though. A surprisingly good match, because there wasn't yeah. much in the way Because they of let Shinsuke Nakamura do what Shinsuke Nakamura is good at. <laughs> mm. 
wasn't much in the way of anything in the lead up to this match, which I guess is kind of no. the, 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 the whole basis of this pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, oh, 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 a little side note as well, Dan. If you're not going to bring it up, the old Spice Man winning the 24/7 title and then losing. Oh, sorry, yes. That's true. <laughs> I mean, Let's the 24/7 title is the 24/7 title at this point. <laughs> Things just happen, and I just accept it. It's just a shame it wasn't the original old Spice Man. You know, the hello, yeah. ladies. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let, let's get on, let's get on to the big point. Spooky oh. Fiend return. It happened yes. here, not at Mania. <laughs> Um, it's I'm undecided I think it looked the, the mask looks good I just when sure. I saw like the 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 burnt hand the crisped hand coming for Orton's ankle <laughs> I was like oh please tell me and then he just lifted up I was like oh yep yep it's the toxic avenger fiend <laughs> it's Lloyd super Kaufman. spooky burned fiend <laughs> <laughs> As designed by Tom Savini and Lloyd Kaufman, I think this one is now, isn't it? <laughs> oh, if it's by anyone other than Tom Savini, I'd be amazed. <laughs> same, honestly. <laughs> oh, but I, I'm, I'm the same with you, Dad. When I saw it, I was like, oh, he's back. I don't know whether I like it or not. Like, I, I love it as a visual, but mm. also I just wonder, like, Okay, but like, so when they get rid of like the purple and red lighting, is it going to look the same? <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, and is it gonna, is it all going to have the same impact? Uh, but I mean, I'm happy to see the fiend back. I uh, hopefully they have something serious and long term in mind. <laughs> uh, hopefully they have a plan for it, and hopefully they can maybe address the character like the character should be addressed. I mean, I'm obviously holding out for something that might be, seem a little bit ridiculous, but... And hopefully Randy Orton doesn't decide to light him on fire again anytime soon. I mean, if we yeah. look back, Randy's kind of a pyromaniac because he did light his like house on fire like five years ago, too. He did, he yeah. did. And, and release the dubs while doing it, so... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, it's oh, right. Well, if we, as we're on the discussion of Randy Orton, I think he's going to have to have. I think his wife is going to is going to have a very serious word with Randy of the way Alexa pinned him. But you know, I digress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was already tweeting about it too. Like, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but she's like essentially wants to give Alexa Bliss the hands now. So um, <laughs> she entered gender match when needed. Listen, don't try and give Alexa Bliss hands. Don't do it. Don't She'll shoot a fireball at you. She will shoot a fireball at you Randy, and laugh Randy, while doing Randy it. Randy Orton and his wife versus Alexa Bliss and The Fiend mixed tag match. Yes. So, we, yeah, we could have Orton and his... It could be a three-on-two because she has uh, Ryan Cabrera also. Oh, <laughs> didn't think about that. Uh, <laughs> I completely forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just seeing on, these tweets now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, moving over to moving over to New Japan, though. Um, one of the big things coming out of there is the seemingly big stock rise in David Finley um, after the New Japan Cup match that he had. Um, showed all his best qualities, uh, obviously with Finjuice winning the Impact Tag Titles, uh, which was a thing but has big implications for many companies, and I'm happy to see them carrying some gold around their waist. I've always liked Juice Robinson. He's always seemed like such a 
Such an entertaining dude. I've always been entertained by his matches and his promos in New Japan. So I'm always like, good on you, Juice Robinson. And he seems to be really loved over in Japan. So it's like, absolutely. And it's nice to see David Finley actually getting some, some gold as well. Mm. Um, I've been like keeping a really close eye on David Finley because, of course, you know, his pedigree, uh, who, who his dad is, as well as just being... Uh, yeah. Uh, just being always being impressive pressing me when he was a young lion so like it's nice to see those two not only being a really good cohesive tag team but also be champions it's weird though it's impact tag champions because it's like oh my gosh now it's like because everyone talks about the forbidden door trademark don Callis. um uh, (laughs) but yeah it's really it's that visual is really weird seeing uh impact tag titles in new japan yeah uh, Yo returns. Uh, stakes claim for a uh, stakes claim for a match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Titles, and uh, someone won the New Japan Cup. Don't know who. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shingo uh, Tagaki actually won the New Japan. Cup. I think I heard. <laughs> um, but uh, we now have two. We now have two title matches booked for Sakura Genesis, the IWGP World Title match between Ibushi and uh, mystery opponent. Um, Stephen then... Richards. <laughs> He's facing redacted. <laughs> I can't believe that Vacant's getting a chance at the IWGP World Title. You know, I, to be quite honest, I I think it's it's Vacant's time. It's the yeah. time to put the belt on and it's past. It's past. I think, I think New Japan have been a bit unfair to Vacant. Absolutely, they have. <laughs> Um, and then the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Match between uh, Rapongi 3K, Sho and Yo versus Suzuki Gun, which I'm very much in for and should absolutely, absolutely steal the show, I imagine. Oh, speaking of Rapongi 3K, it's just an offshoot of what I saw the other day. And I'm glad you brought that up and said that, Dad, because uh, for Bloodsport 6, we're getting Rocky Romero versus Chavo Guerrero Jr. Love Hello. that. <laughs> what a weird combination. That's such a strange, strange combination. I am looking forward to a shoot-style wrestling match. <laughs> I want to see how... I really He's going to have see... to do it off a balcony. <laughs> exactly. I'm looking forward to seeing Charvo's wrestling acumen now. <laughs> like yeah, shoot... I'm interested to see Charvo do blood sport. <laughs> mm. Chavo's got a lot of time. Repeat what you just said back to yourself, please. I want to see Chavo Guerrero do blood sport. All right. Fair enough. Go off, King. Chavo's going to be a lot of places now because COVID uh, killed off the Glow series. So he's got a lot of time. We're still mad about it. No, please don't. We're still really salty about it. It's such a good show, too. Oh. Uh, to, to kill to kill the salt, I just want to give a massive shout out, um, as I have been throughout the week, to the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker lights out match. Yes, absolutely yes. incredible match. I implore everyone uh, listening to go out of your way to watch it. I mean, if you want, if you aren't like me and you want as much of a death match, ghoul, maybe maybe give it a pass. But this is an absolutely <laughs> fantastic match between two amazing workers, and I'm so happy that they gave them. Uh, the time and it's also given me a lovely chance on the twitter feed to root out people who are just not the right kind of people to have in your life (laughs) (laughs) shout out uh shout out rooting out that that negative energy hey dan (laughs) 
if, if, <laughs> people, gotta, if, people, uh, if people want to be here and watch this and watch these two women put on an amazing match and absolutely give their bodies for the sport and then just complain, women shouldn't be working these kinds of matches, get out. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Tom and I got to shout out uh, Britt Baker because she's actually oh, trained absolutely. like about an hour away from us. So we've seen her since she was uh, before she was on TV. Yeah, oh, wow. it, it was amazing. Like, and uh, our uh, one of our buddies actually got a chance to wrestle in a match with her. So uh, mm. it was like his second match ever, and like it was just apparent from the beginning. Like when you saw her on the independent scene, like she's she could be a star someday with just the talent she had. But who? And that was as a baby face and as a heel. It's mm-hmm. just amazing to see what she's done. Yeah, yeah our friend. Uh, it was a second match. He had his students scramble like all the students from the uh, from the school. And then they were like, oh, uh, super crazy got hurt. And he was supposed to be in this five person scramble. So they're like, you're in now. And it was like <laughs> him, Britt Baker and like, I don't even know who else. Oh, man. But Britt Baker did a dive off the uh, the entrance onto everybody. It was incredible. Oh, wow. So cool. I f- the visual of Britt Baker, uh, that very famous visual. Uh, oh yeah, from that. Indian, hardcore I feel really, really is just as iconic as Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13 when he's in the sharpshooter. No, I, 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 I mean, obviously people would be like, oh, it's stupid to say that, but I feel like if you said that at that moment as well, people may not put it. But like I said, it gave me the exact energy of like a hardcore band shirt. Yeah, and that's all <laughs> I need. That's all you need in life. Dentistry <laughs> hardcore. Like Strong. someone put someone puts that shirt in black and white. I'm telling you, it's gonna make a killing for AEW. <laughs> <laughs> there, actually. <laughs> Give Sweet Chin Wag one pound, Tony Card, for that idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, you can sort us out. It's all right. Uh, just getting into the other bits of the uh, news. Uh, as far as I'm aware, Batista has been removed from this year's Hall of Fame class. This is down to, I believe, that he is still filming uh, and they want him to be able to attend in person. Yeah, that's that's fair. I Yeah, I do believe Guardians 3 is like they've started to film in London somewhere in London, actually. Uh, I, oh. I believe they're doing, I think they said they were doing shooting for one of the four films. It's in Australia. Um, is that June? June should be finished shooting by now. It should have been by now, surely. No, it said four, not June. Ah, four. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yeah, I forget. That's right. The guidance is going to be in... in, in, um, in but I, I believe that that was the thing that people cited. Uh, NWA Power Return, which uh, a lot of people were very happy to see. Uh, probably a good show as well. Mm. Um, shame about Tyrus being there, but uh, you can't win everything. Um, <laughs> hopefully, you really realise the error of their ways. <laughs> Uh, and oh don't goodness. keep him on, but <laughs> I forgot uh, about him. And then, <laughs> yes. really, really, the the news story that has uh, gotten me and most of my friends who are in wrestling the most, uh, Andrade being released. Sad. I think the big one of uh, well, one of the biggest mistakes I think they've done in recent times. Uh, probably one of the the start of one of the very many big mistakes of this decade. That's for Dodge or is getting is 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 releasing Andrade, a man who has a wealth of untapped potential on the main roster. Uh, that we I thought Genuinely we only ever saw could have a... been the huge Latin superstar they were looking for. Yeah, 
Yeah, I feel we only saw a glimpse of in NXT as well. And this is the man who put on one of the best matches in NXT against Johnny Gargano. <laughs> Uh, frankly ridiculous choice <laughs> the fact he gave up his mask for you as well WWE and then you do him dirty like this yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what happens with Charlotte now too it's going to be interesting yeah, well, I, yeah I, I think in this case I, I can't see Charlotte going anywhere yeah right. I, she's, I, the, the phrase too big to fail comes to mind with Charlotte right mm. It's a very, I feel, I, I, I'd definitely be on Charlotte's side when I'd be very, very miffed off of them. I, very justifiably so, I mean. I mean, yeah, because, like, what tangibly, heard... right? Oh, sorry. Like, if, 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 I, if I'm looking at it in, like, the ideal sense of it, right? Because in, like, my ideal sense of it, then Andrade, in my mind, is going to New Japan. But, like, there's no way he'd do that if Charlotte's staying in WWE, I, I feel. Yeah. Mm. I also well, can't imagine the hell that would open up if fucking Charlotte decided to go to stardom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now cool. Now that you say that, <laughs> I imagine like all hell would break loose. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's heads are rolling in that scenario. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just picturing Vince's face turning purple at the mere thought of that. Yeah, that's to be honest, like you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, but no, look, he's going to absolutely excel wherever he goes. Um, yeah, th- for sure. That, that's that. That is the long and short of it because he is. Oh man, he is phenomenal. Sorry, AJ, but he, but Andrade is phenomenal. No, no, he he is, and wherever he goes, um, it should be pretty good. I'm, unfortunately, I don't know as much as I maybe should about the current state of things like AAA and CMLL. Hmm. Um, but I, I'm sure he could have a, an amazing stint down there to revitalize things. I've said possibly if he goes to Ring of Honor, joins LFI. Ooh, interesting. Hmm. Mm. That is very interesting indeed, Dan. That just, somewhere that, just somewhere that we, I feel like that's more suited to his style. And mm. he can still be kind of... He still have time being the marquee that he is. Yeah. Now, yeah. I guess the ultimate question now is now with him released, uh, for people that are willing to sign him, are they going to try and bring in uh, uh, Fear as well? Or Zelina, I should say. Well, yeah, that's the thing, really. I mean... I, in in my mind, anyone that is thinking of bringing in Andrade should absolutely bring in Zelina. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because those two worked perfectly together. If you yeah. ask me, you can't br- you can't break up Team Rocket. You can't break <laughs> up Team Rocket. They actually stay together. Very true. Very uh, true. But no, now just finally. Uh, we now know that our host for this year's WrestleMania is Titus O'Neil and literally no one else. What a surprise. I don't know why they left all that blank space on the announcement though. No, it's Titus O'Neil and, and Hulk game. Hogan. <laughs> Congrats to Titus though. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope he doesn't end up being as confused as he did last year after uh, after the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we were all Titus O'Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope that he uh, they don't make him run to the ring. Oh yeah, <laughs> he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be on his own little balcony. No, 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 no. He's a no, run no, anywhere. No, see, if he has to do that, 
he has to full penguin slide the entire long WrestleMania <laughs> round. <laughs> like, like the <laughs> It'll be him and a Charles Robinson next to each other, and and who could do it faster? He has to go. He has to go the full speed, like he's in a bobsled. Like now, seriously, like day one main event, book it, Vince, because I really want to see Charles Robinson versus Titus O'Neil in a in a, in a, in a <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> they, they just keep they just keep the American football pitch markings <laughs> just going throughout. And they're just like who can who can receive for the most yards? Chariots of fire blaring in the background. <laughs> they fire the cannons on that big pirate ship that's in the arena. It'll be I great. really hope I really hope it's a giant pirate ship. I really hope it's a giant pirate ship and that Paul Birchall jumps out of the pirate ship. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Kyrie Sane, but Paul Birchall also works. <laughs> oh, the tag team we we are done with the news. Yes. Hey. It, indeed, indeed. Alrighty then. So, for Recommendation Corner, we have the lovely chaps at Stranger Rings Podcast. Go listen to their podcast. It's blooming awesome. Yay. <laughs> Thank hey, you. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say before we head on, do you guys have any socials like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that goodness stuff? Feel free to 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 to, to sh- shoot it right now. Just plug away right now. Yeah, yeah we uh, where we are at uh, Twitter is Stranger Rings One, on Instagram it's Stranger Rings Pod, and then on YouTube and Facebook, if you just search Stranger Rings Podcast, it'll uh, it should come up at least. <laughs> Cheers, chaps. Alrighty then. So it is time to get onto the main bulk of this episode. Wrestlers in music. Now, for for uh, like as a little uh, disclaimer, this is not wrestlers who've appeared in music videos or wrestlers that have appeared you know, like have been like a guest like cameo bit. This is wrestlers who have sung songs or produced albums that uh people would say that are, are, are of critical acclaim but for, <laughs> but for but but for a sane person they are an interesting look into the world of professional wrestling fandom <laughs> oh so, yes they are <laughs> oh my goodness i mean with all these things i feel like it always comes back to the golden age of professional wrestling and i feel like for this i'm going to start off with possibly the person who kind of really helped kickstart music in wrestling and i guess that was cindy lauper why why isn't she in the hall of fame wwe (laughs) should be still isn't yet travesty (laughs) absolutely yeah there's some celebrities that shouldn't be in the hall of fame but Mm. cindy lauper just getting completely taken it not being considered is is not okay it's really not. It's not even not okay. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> All right, you know what? It, it's time for it's time for the campaign to start. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's actually ridiculous. We want all podcasts of the IWC to unite and, and say this one request: Cindy Lauper for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> see, 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 you I say we have a... two requests: William Regal, Cindy Lauper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's it, man. I thought you were going to say Cindy Lauper saying war games, but you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> afterwards, afterwards. Yeah, that comes have, later. Have her announce it on the at the Hall of Fame speech. Yes, that's that. That's it. That is it. But 
Okay, so yeah, bringing up Cindy Lauper because it was through her connections that we come up with the very first, I imagine, uh, wrestling-based uh, CD that was released by WWF, and that was the Wrestling Album. Yes, yes, we uh, we did a whole episode man. on that piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> it is sub. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> um. Some of it, I'm a fan of. <laughs> yes, Jimmy Hart was. He, I mean, that man. He was the highlight of that, and then the album sequel as well. He um he did a essentially a diss track on Rick Springfield, which was an interesting choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. some of the some of the deep cuts on on this um of, of this wrestling album, if you want to call it deep cuts, um was uh, is Mean Gene Oakland's really weird cover of Tootie Fruity. Yeah, that was interesting <sighs> for sure. Uh, <laughs> he, definitely, uh, he definitely got his win back, if you will, in the Power Driver album. <laughs> <laughs> he most certainly did. <laughs> uh, we have Rick Derringer with Real American, which then eventually ended up being Hulk Hogan's theme. But if I remember rightly, it was the theme originally for, wasn't it the tag team of Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, because I believe Hulk Hogan's original original planned theme is on this CD, but they ended up using it for the rock and wrestling cartoon. Interesting. I, See, I, now I, that's yes. like a sentence that like, I hear and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I don't understand it, but it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, exact same. I was like, there was a cartoon. There was a cartoon. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Everything had a cartoon in like the 80s. That is oh, yeah. fair enough, which a is why I didn't where... question it. <laughs> A cartoon where Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov were the main antagonists. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a shame that they didn't get Sheik to do his own Oh, voiceover. they didn't get him to do Sheik? Then what's the point, man? <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, of course, we talk about the most famous song from all of this, and the best one, Don't Go Messing With A Country Boy by Hillbilly Jim. No, uh... <laughs> An- another guy who, uh, who really improved by the second album. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that uh, that lovingly brings us to uh pile driver the wrestling album 2 featuring hulk hogan in a hard hat greased <laughs> up on the front cover when if you if i remember correctly from this album he doesn't even sing on this album <laughs> he does not i i think he the biggest thing he did for this album other than being the pile driver video was he pretended to play bass behind vince mcmahon when he did stand back Oh, I'm glad we brought that up. uh... We need to clear it up. Stand back, man. Stand. What a video. What a video. It was like such a production. Like you had thought this was like the wrestling Grammys, the way they, how many people they had in that choir and all the musicians behind them. (laughs) Now, was this the album? I believe this was the album where Coco Beware managed to grace the world with his seemingly quite good vocal cords yes yeah he was probably the mvp of that album because we just uh cory how long ago was that just like maybe three or four weeks ago we covered that yeah about a month or two i would say in the longest and we were fans of coco beware and we and really like this album was like quite the step up because i think part of the wrestlers instead of having them sing other than coco beware because he's got a good voice but they kind of just talked through it 
which mm. the mm. way they mixed it, it sounded pretty decent. I'm like, it's not a four out of 10 unimpressed. So um, <laughs> we, we gave it a better grade than that, I think. <laughs> no, it was it's it, when i listened back to this the other day i was like damn i knew that he was a singer because like when i was growing up and when they they would actually funnily enough in this country show reruns of memphis wrestling and that uh, coco would always sing whenever he had the occasion to sing oh, so wow. when i heard pal driver <laughs> i was like holy moly he's actually not that bad <laughs> Um, the the one thing i gotta say about this album is just the fact that the first track is is um girls and cars oh yes me and tom oh that was so bad but uh (laughs) this robbie dupree guy was actually like an accomplished singer and had some hits and he was the worst performer on the album (laughs) you just confused the hell out of me because my dad is a big fan of the song cars and girls by prefab sprout so i was like i was like wait a minute wait a minute it's an easy mistake to make because i always do it as well Rit. <laughs> i don't know there's something about it but just the fact that there's a song made in the 80s called like cars and girls or girls and cars just sounds so like delightfully generic right and yeah. It's yeah strike force as well which is I don't know, it didn't seem... I want to say that it didn't seem like it fit them, but at the same time, it kind of did. <laughs> we yeah, were, we they, were uh, hoping... they made a good... Dis- Go ahead, Tom. Uh, I was just going to say, we were hoping that they would make an appearance, at least in the video. Like, like you could see them like in the 80s trying to pick up girls or whatever, but instead you got like this 42-year-old man singing about it and having doves come out of the green screen behind him. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is a it is a solid choice that video. <laughs> the WWF they made a good good choice with that is where they took his vocals out and used the uh, instrumental for Strike Force. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. My God. Oh, so what, oh, we have the Honky Tonk Man, of course. Yes, probably the most famous one to come out of this album. Really. Yeah, but I think, think that it. I think that's at least slightly fitting. <laughs> yeah, I mean. If you're gonna do Elvis Presley, like, then you do Elvis Presley. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, this one for this one for Reader. Jive Soul Bro by Slick. <laughs> you want me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't please don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know we we talked about it. Stand back, which you know has been. Gosh, how many times has it been brought up in like promos with Vince kind of being humiliated? Oh, now? endlessly, <laughs> and for good reason. Damn, for damn the video reason. is like a fever dream. <laughs> I mean, it brings me on to that point of everyone thought Vince was that good at that point that he sung "Stand Back" that he would go on to do the demo version of "Sexy Boy" for sure Michael's theme song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which Again, still... that video incredibly surreal in retrospect, <laughs> and that version yeah. of "Sexy Boy" incredibly creepy. <laughs> I think that it should have been used the whole time. They shouldn't have had Sean <laughs> sing it. Look, it, all I'm saying is, for sure, uh, a Shawn Michaels heel turn, you whip out that. Yes, <laughs> I think that's working. That's <laughs> what he should have came out to when he made his return uh, in that tag match. Should have been that. <laughs> <laughs> It could have really gotten his head in the uh, in the DX like 2006 feud with the McMahons. Yeah, could start coming out to the uh, Vince version. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, that would have been good. That, that would have been, been amazing. Oh, oh. I would have been all for that. It would oh, have been true. better humour than they were usually managing at that time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, the end song of this album uh, was all of the superstars singing If You Only Knew. Uh, well, I say singing. They were more kind of like like cutting Same a promo words. very loud. <laughs> <laughs> the best part in that video is if you watch it back, Virgil is the only guy that doesn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't being paid to do that. <laughs> no, he literally stands there with his arms folded, like protecting Ted DiBiase. And he's like, I ain't doing this. <laughs> Not today. You gotta pay me at least $500 before I do something. <laughs> He's just off shoot. He's setting up his merch table. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's already got the signed eight by tens. <laughs> I, All right. Uh, before we leave this, me and Tom have to say about Hillbilly Jim and Gertrude. Yes. The uh, uh, Hillbilly Jim's waking up alone was quite the step up from his <laughs> don't go messing with a country boy. <laughs> he in like the song, we started to analyze it and it was like, this is really serious about like, wrestlers like in the fact like that when they're traveling like they most of the time they are waking up alone they have like a really tough life and we're like this song is way deeper than just the pile driver album and i'm kind of <laughs> here for it <laughs> it was yeah it, 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 it for what it was it's very deep very deep song there Ah, uh, the most nuanced character, Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> just don't make him, just don't make, to make sure he's not on a rostrum in front of a whole crowd being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Because <laughs> he'll go on and on and on. <laughs> Alrighty, so with that, we can see that it starts off bad. And boy, it only goes downhill there. And I feel like in recent times, it's only started to go up slightly. And that's only because there's people that have been releasing music. There's no input from WWE. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Well, I think I think part of it is like they're not being made to make music. <laughs> that much is true. So for the rest of this, for the rest of this podcast, we're going to go over some of our best and some of our worst uh, uh, music albums and songs that have been released by wrestlers and we're going to start off with good we're going to start off with the best ones and we're just going to go round the table and just shoot ideas like we usually do with these bests and worsts so we'll start with with our guests at the Stranger Rings guys what are some of your favourite songs slash albums from wrestlers throughout the years Ooh. uh Tom, do you have one in mind first before? <laughs> so <laughs> I was listening back to it last night and I was pleasantly surprised compared to what I expected. Um, that is the time is now by John Cena and the trademark. Um, that was going to be, that was going to be what I said too. So I'm glad you said it. <laughs> I, I was, you know what? I was also going to say John Cena, but a different John Cena song. Oh, <laughs> oh. he did another one. <laughs> <laughs> he, he uh you know what's a, a a real hidden gem from john cena is that theme they used that was going to be his heel theme oh chain gang is the click no 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 um he didn't like when the rock was feuding with him in like the early uh 2010s oh i forget what it's called but it's uh it was on his dvd they released at that time oddly enough really hmm 
Ooh, I, I will have was to find the, and come back. Was it the song they used in the Marine credits as well? Um, it was uh, it was called Hustle, Loyalty, Respect. That's the one. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. It's uh, it's more of like a harder rap. Mm, Interesting. Of course, that was in the Marine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will admit, I bought that album day of release. <laughs> And I can say I owned that album. I didn't buy it day of release. <laughs> I also own that album. <laughs> I was Why pleasant. do you guys own that album? Because <laughs> I, I was a young person who was a wrestling fan that was incredibly impressionable. Same. Oh my god. Same. As a uh, young Eminem fan who was like eight, <laughs> oh, John Cena really Christ. translated well. And the fact that I listened to this, so I was like... This came out in like 05, so I was 10. And um, my mom put this on in the car, not oh. knowing that this was the uncensored version in the second song, oh, Snow and oh, with oh, Us. Oh, oh, oh. oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's it quite so, a shock uh, for her. Yeah, I was going to say. There are some really, like, genuinely good songs from that album and i feel that like john does have quite a good talent for for writing lyrics um mm. and spitting bars as it were um <laughs> sorry, oh, Reardon. Was, uh, oh, sorry i can hear i can oh, hear red and skin like crawling <laughs> from here. oh my god um, bad bad man is a good song I will, I, I will i will be on that hill and defend that song as well uh because i think bumpy knuckles was really really good in that song yeah um, <laughs> And then playing the not... uh, the A team in the video, yes. yeah. The video, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know. I feel like the one kind of letdown of that album is it's kind of like the song. Some of the songs, I feel like some of Trademark's lyrics as well are a very, uh, what's the word? Self-aggrandizing in a sense. Like he's very up himself in that album. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he thought that it was his chance to get the break. He didn't even care. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he did improve. Let's be honest. He did massively improve when he did Kurt Angle's TNA theme. Yes, he did. Because yes. on this one, I'm like, John Cena just thoroughly outwrapped his cousin on that one. Because mm. um, I just, some of, like you said, some of Trademark's lines rub me the wrong way, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and how... Go ahead. Go ahead. How sad is it for Trademark? The fact that he is supposed to be like the full-time rapper out of the group, and John Cena dedicates maybe ten hours a week to this when it's being done, and he is <laughs> above everything trademark could have dreamed to do. I, 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 I think I hear a um, a Armadeus sequel right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basic. It's basically uh, every rapper who's ever gotten annoyed at Childish Gambino. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's very accurate. <laughs> Which the answer is the secret is Childish Gambino's just good. <laughs> Childish Gambino is just a freak of nature. So, are we saying Donald Glover is the John Cedar of, of rap music? That's no, and I can't say it the other way around. John Cena is the Donald Glover of wrestling? No, <laughs> no, he is not. At Donald least he's Glover not the trademark. John Cena of the entertainment <laughs> industry. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll quickly one of these move on. Configurations then. will work. <laughs> we'll quickly move to Reardon then. What is what is one of your favorite songs slash albums? 
Ah, oh, God help me, I kind of like Word Life from John Cena. Ah, uh, oh. it's your basic fuckonomics. Basic fuckonomics. I... No, but the thing is, though, is I listen back to it and I'm like, you know what? It's actually not really that bad. It actually really... I think, you know what I think it is? The production on that song is pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. like, it, it, it's, it's pretty contrived and it's almost completely derivative, but, like... I can't complain at it because it's not like it's got bad production. It's not like he's got like an awful flow or anything. <laughs> I was gonna say, what was one of the lyrics as well? It's like, uh, oh, with new dead man ink, we're about to make you famous. Taking over Earth and still kicking in, kicking in Uranus. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. that's yes. the last. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my There's personal a... favorite one is the Colgate Bar because yes. it's yeah. just so aggressively promotional. Even though <laughs> I know he has no ties to Colgate. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that more than the time is now still. Ooh. Yeah. Personally, because that's when I, I started watching. I, I don't Sorry. know. I don't know how I feel about t- my time is now. I don't know how I feel about it anymore. I think for myself, I feel like I could, I could listen to Word Life and be like, you know, be relatively happy listening to it, but I feel like with my time is now, eventually after maybe like the second time I'd want like, I would get genuinely pissed off at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, Dan, you're, you're, what are your uh, favourites? What are some of your favourites? Yeah, so what I've tried to do is I've tried to exclude people who were either musicians before becoming wrestlers <laughs> or have kind of kept doing the two together for a long time because mm. i was just gonna mm. say like oh i could just mention brody king who's been in a metal band before he became a wrestler <laughs> uh, and i've also excluded chris jericho for the same reason not that i particularly enjoy fozzy that much but i mean they are a band <laughs> they, are in, they are in fact a band some people do like them. So my my first one is, I, I can't even really categorize it, but I'm going to say just for the sake of how of the time it is, I really enjoy it. Uh, and that's that The Rock made a feature in a Wyclef Jean song. I am so happy you've heard that because I thought I was the only one. <laughs> and it doesn't it, matter, the song it? was the literally song? just called yeah. It Doesn't Matter and The Rock was only there just to repeat his catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> That's, he, he does literally nothing else in the song the only thing he does other than say it doesn't matter is kind of at the end just cut a promo <laughs> <laughs> I mean this was when The Rock was white hot at the moment so, wasn't it so wait I this is the first I've heard of this so basically you never Rock... knew about this <laughs> no this is new this is news oh, I'm sending this to you straight away after this the video <laughs> is tremendous as well so basically The Rock is Buster Rhymes in in a tribe called Quests? Oh my God! <laughs> Pretty much, he's yes. literally only there. Like literally, the the only lyrics are Wyclef Jean and the person he's featuring, whose name I I cannot remember her name. Um, and literally, The Rock is just there to say either it doesn't matter or just at the end he like basically cuts a promo on a random dancer that's there. <laughs> yeah, he uh, in the chorus, I think it's like. Wyclef will be like, I got 18 cars or, you know, some random thing that rappers say and, um, you know, brag about your money or your cars or whatever. And then he's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, this was peak like 
rock when he was breaking not only through like he was breaking through into the mainstream at that point so it's like it seemed like an absolute coup and kind of a no-brainer to go you know what i'm making a new song who should i get it in for a gimmick <gasps> i wonder if i could call up the rock <laughs> like again like i said it's just so of the time and like this came out in like 2000 so the rock yeah. was basically like becoming the media mega star that he is now dumb question <laughs> yeah shoot did steve austin ever do any country music not that no, i know but- of no, that... there is one Texan that we'll talk about that did an album that I'll bring up in the worst. <laughs> oh, I there is. I don't know that he's ever done... He might have appeared in like, a music video or something. He did, hmm. if I believe, he did skits for the WWE Originals album. Uh, oh, he did, like, little, you mean like, the talking... one I was going to be getting to later? <laughs> he did, like... Well, we'll get to it, but he did do... Yeah, like, they, were the, they were the interludes on the album. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, because me and Dad have certain feelings towards originals, we really do. <laughs> For me, some of my favorite music has been cut from wrestlers has been quite recently, so it's kind of really nice to see that uh, uh, guys like uh, Leo Rush and Isaiah Swerve Scott yeah. have been able to carve out their own little path in music. And not have the, I guess, the eye of WWE. The spectre. <laughs> like, hunkered down on them. Because uh, honestly, I feel like Leo Rush, when he did that little, when he had that little hiatus um, from when he left Raw and went back to NXT, did some really good stuff. I think some of that stuff is actually up on World Star Hip Hop, funnily enough. Ooh. Um, but I feel like Swerve, his stuff with Montezzi as part of Swerve City. He's a re- he's really really good. Like he, you can he's... tell why they gave him the music producer gimmick. Exactly. <laughs> no, he's like um, some of the stuff he's done with uh, with um, Montezzi stuff, like I'm the Man and um, Broke Boys. It's like I really want to hear more. Like I know this is probably more than just a passion project for him, but like, no man, I'd say double down. Do, do an album with Montezzi because I think that would be really good and I think even people that don't like wrestling would listen to it well yeah that is always one of the issues that like wrestlers doing music has to contend with <laughs> it's the stigma of being oh look it's a wrestler <laughs> it's like you need yeah. to get people outside of wrestling to listen to it <laughs> absolutely and that's what I can't believe that Fozzie has gotten somewhat of a following because I remember in I think it was Jericho's maybe his third book. He said, like, everybody says Fozzie will only go as far as Chris Jericho can go. Mm. And he's like, but we're so much better of a band than that. And I was like, really? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Cards on the table, everybody. I'm going to sit here and admit this. I have been to a Fozzie show. Of Ooh. course you have. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Interesting. Oh, they toured, I think they toured in 2012. It was in Margate, of all places, of by course. the way, touring. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. No, 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 no. I have to, I have to unpack this. You went to Margate? <laughs> yes. From Swanley? Yes. I know how far that is. <laughs> this is going way over Corey and Tom's head right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's like an hour. That is an hour, like an hour and a bit journey to Mars. That's more than an hour. That's more than an hour, man. I think it was nah. about. It like took two me an hour hours. and a half on the. It took me. It took me like 
it took me like two hours, well, I mean, like an hour 45 to get to Margate from where I live. So, yeah, so if he's in Swanley, you've got surely at least about an hour. So yeah, this. two and a bit hours to see Fozzie, I know. Meanwhile, the Americans are like, two hours, that's nothing. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, yes. uh, I mean, that's oh, about as... Yeah. Ah oh, yes, for for you for the Americans um, listening and in our in our as our guests, yeah, two hours is a very long time. For, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we uh, a pit stop for you. For yeah, we uh, we live in like a mid-major city, I would say, and it, it's about an hour and a half each way to our next big city. So, mm. Mm. so where back where it was about fuzzy <laughs> yeah i'll only 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 my cars on the table i did once own a fuzzy album <laughs> i uh, got I'm rid saying, of it <laughs> he's entertaining I... he's he's a good showman oh for he's sure he's not necessarily the best when it comes to singing right i can tell you that i have never been or owned <laughs> any Fuzzy memorabilia. Never been to a concert <laughs> because um, I I I am blessed by God. So. <laughs> I mean, like, I, if I do... you said that, like Fuzzy are big as a band or they can get a bigger following. I guess if your general scope of music is what I would term dad rock, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that fair. makes sense. Very yeah. true. And this was I, before I have Judas to say, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have so to this... say about Jericho that he he is not that great of a singer. Um, he is what I would say is this era's David Lee Roth, where he's just oh, a, he's a very good entertainer. Oh, There's a reason that he models himself so heavily off David Lee Roth. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really don't want. The Van Halen stands to come after us. I really <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a thing that Jericho himself has said that he modeled himself after David Lee Roth. Still, and it has since about 1999. <laughs> I believe even the light up jacket was directly or indirectly inspired by David Lee Roth. Ooh. Oh, I Look, he was willing that. to say this on Hot One, so I'm willing to believe it's true. <laughs> Yeah. Whilst under the influence of very hot chicken wings, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'd be willing to uh, believe that as well. Okay, so with the good comes the bad, and I guess we got to get over to the, the 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 fun part. What are some of our some of our absolute ones that we know, ironically, we may like, but at the same time, we just know are absolutely terrible. Corey, Tom, I'll start with you on this one. <laughs> So I actually have one more for the good, which oh. might be a a different take here. Please. Is the Rock in Moana? Ooh. Oh, I'll take that. Clever. See, I originally stood away from doing that because I didn't know if it qualified, but I will no, say I he was that. very, very good in Moana. He was very good in Moana. It's you yeah, know he it uh... helps that you have Lin Manuel Miranda be right there to guide you. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, he he sounded like they didn't overexpose him. I think, which was what what helped. But he sounded good for the "You're Welcome" song. Yeah, so. he sounded he sounded good. <laughs> Not I as just good had to throw that concert, out there. <laughs> Not as good as the one concerts. <laughs> <laughs> but oh uh, yeah, um, in terms of bad ones, then chaps, <laughs> what should we start? What are you going to start with, Corey and Tom? Ooh. Ooh. Um, Tom, what, what's your what's your first one? Uh, it's got to be the one that we discussed, and I think somebody else is going to use it too. But as much as I love him, the Terry Funk album 
we, yes. we gotta yeah. talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason so why bad. this album is Japan exclusive. As well. <laughs> because only people in Japan would ever consider buying it. <laughs> Great he, Texan, wasn't it called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this man was 42 years old singing about how he hated school and in his autobiography he talks about it he's like i haven't been to school in 30 years and they're making me think about this <laughs> i mean this is i i, I <laughs> in the lead up to this i thought you know what i've only listened to a few songs screw it i'm gonna go listen to the album see what it's like i absolutely feel feel absolutely ripped off that there wasn't one song on this album that was about Jerry Lawler and his eye. My eye! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I'm... Was, is there on this album a track about how he's retiring after this? <laughs> it's the go-home country song. <laughs> yes. He's going to have to do a retirement album so we know it's real. <laughs> <laughs> the last song is, of course, is like a 10 minute song of just him rever- of him saying forever with just a massive amount of reverb. I don't know what's actually the most surreal thing about this album. It's either the songs itself or the cover art. The cover's... <laughs> A pretty strong cover, I gotta say. <laughs> I mean, that is Amarillo in a nutshell, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That is literally the stereotype of everyone from Texas in one album cover. <laughs> it's, it's, I, it's, it's weird how Terry Funk, this, this incredibly violent man who is so full of, like, like anger and violence in his probos, is so soft-spoken throughout this entire album as <laughs> well. That's that's what I took from it was there was just a lack of emotion <laughs> in this exactly. in every song. <laughs> oh man, I'm so glad that that got brought up. <laughs> I'm so glad. All right. The moment yeah. I found out it existed, I was like, "Oh my god, I need to bring people's attention to this." <laughs> and uh, Tom, I thought mine was going to be the same as yours, but it's actually not. And I just thought about it while we were sitting here. Ooh. Oh god. It is The Miz and Johnny Drip Drip in their oh. diss song. Oh my god. Thank you for reminding me about this. No, 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 hey, hey, ho, ho. I don't want none of that. None of that. I love that they name themselves like Miz, like MC Miz. Like that's pretty understandable. And then John Morris was like, Johnny Drip Drip. That's my rap name. <laughs> I mean, I mean, John Morrison has been on quite a roll. I feel since his return from uh, from from Boom the Bounty Hunter to Johnny Drip Drip. <laughs> Why he's a man of many drip? talents? <laughs> Why couldn't it just be Johnny Drip? It's terrible, but Johnny Drip Drip is still far worse. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's he has so much drip that he can't yeah, put it in one word. <laughs> I mean, on the good to bad scale of Johnny and his ever-changing surnames, that certainly goes at the bottom, doesn't it? Of his, <laughs> of his catalog. Oh. oh, man. No, thank you, you two, for reminding me of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I All literally right. didn't even consider that when this came up, and I'm just saying, I'm like, I really should have. <laughs> same, same. Brutal. What is one of your favorites? Well, I say favorites in the worst category. <laughs> hmm. I will. I will instead ask a question. Shoot. 
Oh, gosh. What do we all think of Sexy Boy? <laughs> <laughs> it's... Oh, it's such a it's such a fitting theme for a stripper gimmick. <laughs> yes, as, as it, it is, but it's also weird because he kind of outgrew that, but then kept using it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I, I I think what makes it even weirder is as is not only as him getting older and still using it, that could still work. What I think gets it is that this is a like. A born again Christian. <laughs> well, there is there's something there's something delightfully insane about him using it for his entrance at WrestleMania 25. I was just yeah, thinking about that when he's coming down as like a fucking figure of God, and then sexy boy starts playing. Oh, that's I didn't realize that happened. I completely forgot about it. No, but... no, oh no, that happened. The choir came down. He came down from heaven. The father, the son, and the holy stripper. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The the holy break kid himself. (laughs) Yeah, he... uh, I don't know. That song's iconic, but it might be iconic in a bad way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a thing that kind of just ended up overstaying its welcome, but, like, not necessarily in a bad way. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of just true. survived as everything else moved on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is that is true. That is but no, it is. True. I mean, it, it's become one of the iconic pieces of the wrestling canon. So be I don't know there's a whole else we can say about it. <laughs> It'd be very weird for it to go away now. Like, it's oh it's, yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I guess I'm still trying to I'm still trying to comprehend that. The father, the son, and the holy strip. I can't believe I said that. Father, the son, the holy it is holy. a it is a week until Easter. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, JC's up there going. I died for this. No, I... <laughs> Anyhow, Dad, please quickly. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna do my I'm gonna do my side one, which is I'm gonna say, look, I know he tries, and I know his heart is in the right place, and I know he puts a lot of effort towards it, but like Jeff Hardy, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, poor Jeff. Like I I cannot fault his effort. He tries. <laughs> he has respect, and he tries to do his best, but it doesn't always work. <laughs> and the problem think... is, is when you're a performer and you only get it right six out of ten times the four become more important <laughs> yeah i think he should have if he wanted to be in music should have went more of like a jim morrison route like a spoken word <laughs> over yes. over a beat <laughs> yes i can actually see him try to cover riders in the storm there <laughs> <laughs> If he, just, if he just if he just went for something like that, or he went for something like, um, I I guess what people would normally say is in like the turn of, I guess maybe some semi ironically given Jeff Hardy, I guess he would turn stoner rock, <laughs> like the kind of new brand of psychedelic rock that's been po- like around since like the post two thousands, right? Ah, uh, yes, yeah. But um, no, I want to get to my main one, and I'm not going to say that this is in- inherently bad. I think that's the wrong thing to use for this. <laughs> I think it exists in its own 
nebulous space between good and bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's Be a Man by Randy yeah. Savage. I knew yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Reardon, many feel ways, free to, to judge all of us now. <laughs> I am. I am. In many ways. This thing is awful. Right. <laughs> and yet in some kind of way, it's kind of endearing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, I kind of feel, Tom, I know when we used to do our backyard wrestling about 12 years ago, we had Hollywood Undead playing all the time. <laughs> and I feel like Be a Man fits in that area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love that <laughs> it's yeah i i know that like so technically you know randy has no flow at all and his voice is ridiculous but at the same time it's kind of charming and he also threatens to wash hulk hogan's mouth out with soap so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's it's tough like you said it's in that area where it's like you know it's supposed to be bad but also it's yeah, it kind of verges into like what people often term the room territory. Yes, yes, yes. But like, absolutely. it's like it's like the thing you said. Like, he doesn't really have a flow, and obviously everything's in his very distinctive voice. <laughs> Which for certain, I say for one or two songs does work. <laughs> no, that's the thing. It's like there are certain things that work really well. Like I'm gonna be here and say the Hulk Hogan disc, disregarding the fact it's a Hogan disc, which makes me like it even slightly more. <laughs> For some reason it kind of works. <laughs> he uh he if you like were not a wrestling fan and you somehow by God giving you some <laughs> cruel joke that you picked up that album in a store and listen to it, you would think this is a knockoff of DMX. <laughs> yes! That is the most accurate comparison that my brain came up with. I mean, I think even the cover would fool you for that as well, for that. <laughs> Probably. Because <laughs> there is not a more manlier image of watching Randy Savage flexing whilst holding chains. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's I, I, also something about this that I found out through the course of this, which is that Randy Savage had some kind of earnest love towards hip hop and rap. <laughs> That's amazing. He did the wow. album. Re he invited Fifty Cent to the album release, and he went. And Fifty Cent went to it. I mean, to wow. be fair, if if I was invited to anything by Randy Savage, <laughs> I would make that appointment. Yes, and like it's hard to say no. It, and like it, it genuinely seems like he's paying respect to it and like he gets good production on it as well like so the interest was not that production. bad <laughs> they're very but, off the time or like very retro in comparison mm. but like again th th it's not like it's awfully or cheaply made mm. and i feel like you know credit where credit's due for randy he wrote all of the lyrics for that album as well no ghostwriters. That's amazing, actually. I'm, I'm becoming more impressed with it as <laughs> as we talk about it now. See, credit where credit's due to the man. For a man it just, who has, had it very... just has this weird mystique around it. Yeah. For a man who had and, uh, very little to no experience in writing you know, and, and singing and rapping, he did pull out an album's worth of materials. So. <laughs> uh, he had a tour with it, I think, according to his Wikipedia also. No Which I can't why? believe. 
I want to find footage of it. <laughs> so, I, I read on his it. Wikipedia this morning that he promoted Be a Man with a concert tour featuring Brian Adams as his bodyguard and Ron Harris as tour manager. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Not the Harris brothers. <laughs> I was going to say, I could get into Brian Adams being there. I'm like, okay, I enjoy me some crush, but I, I don't know about, I, I can't condone that now. Oh, God, no. <laughs> you were going so well as well, Randy. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I'm totally in agreement with you. It's there, just Dan. a surreal piece of pop culture that exists, and I'm very happy for it. <laughs> yes, same, same. Alrighty, so I want to bring up two as well. For the side one, I want to talk about the, the, the weirdness of the WrestleMania album. Of how it was kind of conceptualized and how it was uh, and how it was released, because it was produced by the songwriter or two thirds of the songwriting trio of Stock Waterman and Aiken, of Mike Stock and Pete Waterman, who are very famous for writing and producing "Never Pretty Gonna Give You Up" like by Rick Astley. Every single, every popular pop song from like the eighties through early nineties in the UK. <laughs> But the thing, and I brought this up on the podcast before, but of course, another producer of that album was Simon Cowell. What? What? Yeah. 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 The yeah. X Factor himself. <laughs> yes. Believe it or not, he was the one that produced this. And of course, we got the very famous WrestleMania theme song, which then became Linda McMahon's theme song. Because of course, that song is a charisma magnet. Because it makes sense, awesome. right? Don't question it. But it amazed me to know that that song lasted from WrestleMania, uh, from WrestleMania ten to fourteen. Wow. So that's how much Vince liked that WrestleMania song. Um, <laughs> wow. There was also another so a lot of deep cuts like Slam Jam, the Nasty Boys with the Nasty Boys Stump, which was clearly ripping off Nasty by Janet Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what could give you that impression. <laughs> uh brett the hitman Hart singing a love ballad be it called never been a right time to say goodbye which i say he was singing he was more talking than <laughs> his we love brett Hart. he's a fantastic wrestler but there's one thing we all know is that he can't sing for toffee <laughs> <laughs> and of course one of my personal favorite from this one is the undertaker's theme uh it's not theme song but the song the man in black which is basically just a lot of kitschy synthesizers and doing spooky noises <laughs> it's it. one of the most amazing songs i have ever heard and it's it, 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 it is for the undertaker which makes it even more funnier <laughs> I do uh, like on that album that you get the boss man or big boss man's theme. Yes, <laughs> a more Pete, uh, a Pete Waterman Simon Cowellized version of Hard Times. <laughs> uh, but of course, the one I've got to bring up because uh, it is going to be brought up is WWE Originals, which yeah. again toes that fine line like Be a Man does, but I feel like it leans slightly more into the bad side. And I'll go I, into why. I think that I think the difference between Be a Man and WWE Originals is that WWE Originals isn't isn't self-aware of how absurd it is. <laughs> yes. So from this, fortunately, we got word life. Great. We got <laughs> we got we lie, we cheat, we steal. Oh, even better. We even got that really good song from Rey Mysterio, Crossing Borders, which was uh, part of, I think it was No Way Out 2003 theme, uh, uh, yeah. theme song. 
And I just feel like it needed more Conan for it to be really good. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Conan, so, like, that's another person I forgot to bring up in the good ones. His songs that he did for the Filthy Animals were really good as well. So big shout out to Conan for doing some really good songs. <laughs> um, but of course, I feel like I need to bring up the most obvious one from this album. <laughs> I Don't Suck, Really, by Kurt Angle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alright, A for effort, Kurt, but seriously yeah. I, mean, I know you had that rapping gimmick where you had that promo with John Cena as well <laughs> but dude dude, you really can't rap <laughs> Dude, you remember the sexy Kurt skit? Yes <laughs> Oh, I will never forget it till the day I die <laughs> I just, I just love how that song starts with that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Before we start, I have something to say, and then the song starts, and he doesn't say anything. <laughs> correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but did we not also get, uh, was it Booker T's theme from this? Oh, Booker T's short-lived "Can You Dig It" rap song. That was it. <laughs> I can't remember what exactly it was, but I remember that was on it. And then they, um, when Booker T and RVD teamed up for like a month, they mixed that rap song with RVDs. So it would be like, can you dig it? And it'd be all the rap. And then one of a kind. Like, oh, don't yeah. remind me. I have the WrestleMania. Yeah. I had to watch that because I had WrestleMania 20 on DVD. And when it got to that, I was like, I'm, I'm muting this because this is awful. <laughs> God, man. Uh, uh, some other deep cuts was uh, put a little ass on it by Rikishi. Dude, I was going to talk about this. <laughs> Rikishi has no right going as hard as he did on this track. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about Samoans really going extra? On, 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 I, can't, I can't lie. It, it shouldn't be as good as it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, put a little ass on it. Um, a love ballad. Another little love ballad. And again, Rikishi, as you said, Dad, goes really hard on this. <laughs> more than anyone should. But like somehow... all the people on, on this that I would not expect to A, pull off a, like, early 2000s-style R&B love ballad <laughs> and to go as ridiculous as they did wasn't Rikishi. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so I've, I remember we have a couple more. We have a couple of love or poppy songs from Stacey Keebler and Trish Stratus. We had the Dudleys doing a duet. We've we've had enough. I've certainly had enough at this point when it was only track two. <laughs> um, but then we get Lydia Garcia has a has a has a song on this called uh, "You Just Don't Know Me at All." And we yeah, had people Chris quite Jericho. like that one. It mm. is quite a good one. And then Chris Jericho's "Don't You Wish You Were Me," which was again not bad. <laughs> So it is it is a weird one, Originals, that it does toe that line between good and bad, but of course yeah, we get I I don't know if this was unintentional with this was like the launching pad for it. Because I think it was just a thing from when she left, but I think this was one of the things that then <laughs> started Lita's brief excursion into music. Yes, because if I remember correctly, didn't she after she left uh formed a punk band, I believe? Yeah, she formed a punch a, a punk band called the Lucha Gores. Which is by the way, probably one of the best names for a punk band you could think of. Considering <laughs> you're an ex-wrestler too. Such a great name. Nothing, yeah, they were they existed for like yeah. a year. But what a year, right? <laughs> Alrighty, so before I move on, I want to bring up a certain album that I feel may, might not get brought up if I talk about it now. So, 
We talked about Pile Driver and we talked about the wrestling album. We talked about the distinct lack of Hulk Hogan singing on that album. Well, don't you worry, because Jimmy Hart thought of that and released Hulk <laughs> Rules, which was, if I remember, Hulk Hogan and the wrestling boot band. Yes, um, yeah, I think so. This album is, uh, I feel like Brian Zane did it justice for the way he, he criticized this album, but boy, was this album something. <laughs> So uh, you don't think you think Kurt Angle can't rap, Reed, and Hulk Hogan really can't rap. <laughs> I don't know why anyone thought that he could in the first place. <laughs> so if memory serves me correct, the band uh, was Hulk Hogan, Jimmy Hart, Jimmy Hart's session guitarist, and Linda Hogan, his oh ex-wife. Oof. Uh, which I believe uh, one of the songs talks about how uh, how uh, she uh, wants Hulk and nothing but Hulk, which aged incredibly well, if you ask me. <laughs> so basically what you're telling me is that they unintentionally tried to recreate Fleetwood Mac. Pretty- <laughs> oh. oh no. <laughs> Gosh, you're right. Damn, you're right. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> Damn. Like, unintentionally, and without any of the artistry, nuance, or skill. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, Linda Hogan, Stevie Nicks, I mean, uh, you know. I mean, I was, gonna, origi- I was originally going to say, and probably less drugs, but I cannot necessarily confirm nor deny that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this album gave us the, the WCW ripoff of Real American with American Man. <laughs> Which, of course, was made even more famous with that very infamous Hostomania uh, advert that Hogan was in when he was uh, butt-knackered. Oh, no, he wasn't butt-knackered. He was in a G-string on a wrecking ball. He might Correct as well me be. That. He but, but he might as well have been. <laughs> might as well have been. <laughs> yes, he does. Either way you phrase that, it just sounds awful. Yeah. There's uh, no winning. Oh, but this, yeah. This, yeah. Fun fact about this one. The song Beach Patrol... Features a sample from Typo Ten Tempest from the Sonic CD soundtrack. Hmm. <laughs> in your heart, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's like one of those trivia questions that you're going to get one day and you'll know the answer to. See, yes. but now that all that says in my head is that at some point Jimmy Hart was probably playing Sonic and was like, I need to isolate this immediately. <laughs> which just gives me the image of Jimmy Hart playing Sonic, which is incredible. <laughs> It's better than Jimmy Hart parking cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of my most delightfully random gifts. It's just a picture of it's just a gif of Paul Macano backstage playing Super Mario. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's just so, something and, so absurd about it, I don't know. <laughs> oh, and I, I want to throw out there that with the whole Linda and Hulk Hogan music venture, that there is something from Hogan Knows Best, like some clip of Hogan listening to Put On by Young Jeezy in the car, and he's trying to rap it but can't keep up, and it's the best thing. Suddenly, somewhere in London, Reardon has just flinched. I'm just like, I think you're all out of your minds, frankly, but there you go. Uh, but you know what? I can't rag on this too bad because the proceeds of this CD went to, make, uh, I believe, to a charity. Uh, to, to a charity, actually, no, to a young boy who was um, 
I believe, had terminal cancer. And they actually dedicated a song in that album as well. So you know what? Can't rag on it too much. It was for a good cause, but I can rag on it because it was a shit album. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, they meant well. They, they, they meant well. They meant well. Also, good in intention, poor in execution. <laughs> also... I've just been reminded, I've just remembered as well, and I have it listed here. I don't know if you chaps, Corey and Tom, know of this, but there was one point here in the UK where Roddy Piper tried to uh, have a music career. No way. Yes, there was. I did not there know was. that. What? Yeah, Roddy Piper had a uh, had a one a one hit wonder song in 1992 called "I'm Your Man." <laughs> and i this believe is... this one was also produced by simon cow <laughs> wow i mean it was uk pop it was a it was a track of the time i ca- honestly can't imagine it would be anyone else because yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like sam's unintentional favorite fact because he, we always end up repeating it Fun fact, the Fandango's theme charted in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) It reached the top Mm -hmm. 40. That's amazing. (laughs) Because the UK is just... We know no rules. (laughs) We have no rules when it comes to what charts in music. It is absolutely insane. I mean, look, this is the same country we're talking about, guys, that had the Crazy Frog song at number one. So we can't... Four weeks! Four weeks, yes. Oh god, what a time! But yeah, believe it or not, <laughs> Roddy Piper didn't make much of a go of it. It charted at number forty. I think it was number forty in the top forty for about a week, and then kind of just petered out. And of course, Piper came back to wrestling. Which you know, I say this to people when I talk about Piper. Great shame because I think he would have been an absolutely terrific actor, especially after he made They Live. Oh, for sure. Like he mm-hmm. he had the, he has the charisma about him of like he could be, and and he's like you said, not really a bad actor at all. Like uh, especially they live, but um, I'm trying to remember the movie. It was the uh, it, it was a terrible movie, but it was like a post apocalyptic world. Hell comes to hell goes. Yes, that's the yeah. one. <laughs> it, wild movie, but it's like Piper's very charming in it, at least. Yeah, he he could have uh, had like a career in. <clears throat> Sorry, he could have had like a career in a period in like weird semi mid budget movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently John Carpenter really wanted him for a lot more movies, but he as he was contractually obligated by Vince, he Vince kind of put a stop to that, which is again a great shame. But uh, no, Roddy Piper, great Renaissance man, wrestler, actor, singer. <laughs> damn right out of his mind in his later years but that's why we love piper <laughs> if you've seen his appearance in robot chicken for uh, i think it was hogan's heroes which was a parody yeah. of that show i love i love piper god i miss piper so much <laughs> the uh the only thing i want now thinking about roddy piper's if he can make music why can't the iron Sheik? <laughs> Very yes close. Yes. I'm just saying, if the Iron Sheet dropped an album, I'd probably buy it unironically. I want to see him. Uh, I want to see him cover "Rock the Casbah" by The Clash, but turn, <laughs> change it to "Fack the Casbah." <laughs> <laughs> Can I get the Iron Sheet to cover "Humble" by um, Kendrick Lamar? Yes. <gasps> oh my God! <laughs> what an opportunity! <laughs> oh, God. right. No, no, we'll call. We're all calling it right now. Like to the to the to the t- the management team, but with Iron Sheet, please let him make an album. <laughs> <laughs> or an EP at the very least. 
Okay, can I take a quick aside to mention a, a random one that I don't know that people will necessarily remember, but I Absolutely. feel like it's worth mentioning. Absolutely. Uh, does anyone remember the fact that Mickey James had a country music career? I, I remember, I recall that fact, but I can't, but if you, like, put a gun to my head and told me, like, name a song that she did, I would die. <laughs> I know one, it's the song that she used for her TNA theme, which oh, she performed right. herself, which was Hardcore Country. She had, like, two other songs which did well in, like, the country music charts, but... I I recall her being okay. Yeah, like hmm. she wasn't bad. She was a she was a perfectly serviceable country musician. Yeah, it was I just I just remember this weird, wasn't that bad. Yeah. I just but remember I, it being this weird specific space in time where she kinda had a go at it and it kinda just petered out and then she came back to wrestling. <laughs> I mean, like to be fair, Mickey James is a woman of many talents, so Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean like hmm. <laughs> it's just a shame that Nick Aldis has never picked up the mantle where Mickey James left off. <laughs> AWA World's Heavyweight Champion, and he's a, and he's a crooner as well. <laughs> he just comes out to the ring singing. Oh, speaking of TNA, though, uh, and, and you touched on Jeff Hardy not being talented at music, <laughs> but uh, his modest like remix they did. Not oh yeah, bad, I don't think. No, that goes hard. <laughs> that, that, honestly for a lot of people that's actually their favorite jeff hardy theme yes yeah i know a lot of people that still think modest is a is probably up there with the better than no more words and i'm like good for you <laughs> <laughs> ah, i see you are a tna mark <laughs> but uh yeah that is a kind of um kind of as we're wrapping up i mean i guess we could have a little quick fire one if any of you guys have any kind of like good or bad ones that have popped into your head fire them away right now Ooh, uh tom mm. you're gonna uh appreciate this one filthy dirty nasty the uh filthy animals filthy tom. animals theme oh i was gonna say we all know that the instrumental is much more famous oh but of oh, course okay. we don't let reardon know because he's never heard of the jim ross rap and we'll never listen oh, to the Jim yes, Ross rap. Yes. I actively refuse. <laughs> I don't care. One day I'm going to get you. One day. Fuck off. <laughs> Not happening. One day I'm going to... We are going to get got. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> I will fight you, Dad. And considering we are of similar build, it will be a bad fight. It will be. But also, I'm going to make it happen. Oh. But uh, uh, but no, great choice because as I said, Conan really did some good themes in his WCW run. I would even say the Free Life Cruise song that he did with BG James and uh and R Truth was not that bad as well. And I realise yeah. I said that um, the words coming out of my mouth was like, did I really say that? <laughs> um, what was the what was the in WCW, it was the, the the boy band gimmick that they did. Free count. Uh, Free count. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was it. Um, what a. Uh, I, I mean, I only love Shane that because Helms. of New Legacy, but like. Oh yes, Sugar it's Shane hilarious. Well. It, it's just hilarious to me. <laughs> but yeah, Sugar Shane Helms, but when he uh, when he disbanded from uh, Free Count and had his own had his own song, which I believe he rapped as yeah. well on that. 
<laughs> oh, was that a Vertebraker? Vertebraker, that's yeah. the one. Yes, love it. Yes, that was interesting era of WCW for sure. And yeah. I feel like it wouldn't have went out of business if they would have had all of their wrestlers perform their theme songs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless you were Sting and had Metallica, but you know, oh yeah, each their yeah. own. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. In that case, that is where we're going to end this episode. Oh, wait, no, no, I have one oh, more because I couldn't oh. fit it in somewhere. I couldn't fit it in. God. Um, so for myself that I found out literally just today, uh, if you don't know your All Japan women, and I'm still very much learning it, <laughs> I found out that uh, Chigusa Nagayo and Lioness Asuka, also known as the Crush Girls, had a number, I think about 10 japanese charting hits in the 80s yes and they're all just like <laughs> japanese 80s city pop tracks of the time but i can't lie they're actually kind of good but then okay. again i know myself and rin listen to city pop so yeah you can yeah. send that to me post haste i will <laughs> i mean i mean they're not they don't slap as hard as plastic love but they do go no, there is nothing on this earth that slaps harder than plastic love i'm not gonna <laughs> hold that against them <laughs> like it is, only... it is totally serviceable pop of the time and i yeah. just kind of love it because it's like lioness Oscar and they were like known for being like you know incredibly difficult people to face in the ring but then in like i guess what some might call japanese fashion <laughs> they're just doing pop tracks on the side as well <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, great, great little one to end that one on then, Dan. But um, but yeah, that that is it. That is the episode done. All about wrestlers and music. Thoughts and feelings, everybody, <laughs> as we've gone through that journey. It's a ride. It's, it's just a ride, man. It's so <laughs> I just got to say, the, the stand back um, video seems like some kind of weird wrestling-infused acid trip. <laughs> <laughs> Again, accurate. <laughs> <laughs> just the gyrating hips and, and pursed lips of Vince McMahon with backing dancers it's, it's just forever burned in my mind <laughs> and that was during an awards ceremony people tend to forget that that was during an awards ceremony for the WWE I can't condone it but I'm happy it happened <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely alrighty then before we head off, I just want to give a massive thanks to Corey and Tom, and thank you for jumping in on this episode. It's been so much fun. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here as well. Thank you so much, guys. Well, thank yeah. you for having us. Yeah, thank you. We're definitely going to have to do some more collaborations in the future and have you guys on our podcast as well, because, I mean, this was a blast. Oh, yeah, no, we'll, ha <laughs> we'll happily be on if you can find, if you can find the right thing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm anything, sorry. honestly, it'll probably work. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Why are you guys speaking for me? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be an absolute delight. I'd love to do that. Awesome. Awesome. So, Dan, I believe our next episode, correct me if I'm wrong, is all about. Uh, we are being joined by Monday Night Chores. Dave Ooh. from Monday Night Chores as we chronicle Mick Foley. Yep, yeah, we are. Boy. Hardcore legend. Oh man, I've been so excited for this one. Like I know we had to reschedule it, but man, I've done my research. So looking forward to talking about the um, um the the passion of Mick Foley coming up. The passion Absolutely. of the Foley. <laughs> the passion of the Foley. I mean, it's just as violent. <laughs> yeah, just, just less Mel Gibson. <laughs> Frank, 
God. Like I was going to say, arguably yeah. for the better. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he. What better a what better a wrestler to pick? More, Mick, more, more Mick Foley, less Mel Gibson. Yeah, what better a wrestler to pick for our Easter special than Foley? <laughs> wow. That's Damn, I, I feel like we're gonna have to call it the Passion of the Foley. <laughs> the Passion of the Foley. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> but until then, I have been sad. This has been Dan, Reardon, Corey, and Tom, and you have been listening to the Sweet Tune Wag podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.